Welcome to Ear for Fear. I'm Donovan, and this is a podcast where we talk about scary movies and movies trying to be scary. Hey, and I'm Rick, and today we're talking about uh, 2015's Japanese zombie movie uh, entitled "I Am a Hero." Uh, before and I, before you and I chew on this one, let's uh, let's do a quick rundown. Uh, when a virus overruns Tokyo, down and out manga assistant Hideo will do whatever it takes to survive the impending apocalypse from the undead. I am a hero. Uh, IMDb says this came out in 2015, but the release date in Japan was 2016. Oh, we're going to talk about this? No, I was just curious. Like, I, you- Well, dude, I think it, there was a, like maybe some sort of festival showing and they're using the, you know, that debut as the, mm. you know, the year. So like, you know, like here in the States, we have Comic-Con, right? And that's a huge thing. I can, let's just say San Diego. They have stuff like that in Japan, and what do they call it? It's not like manga con, right? I mean, no, because well, first manga- of all, manga just means comic, right? Comic, okay. But, I mean, I don't, maybe it is, but I don't, I'm just not like an expert on this at all. I don't know anything about it, but uh, yeah, hell yeah, they love their conventions over there too. Yeah, yeah, in I, fact, I, I would a, bet, I bet it's even bigger there than here. Like, one thing I know about is like Doja Nishi, I don't know if I'm getting that right. Um, but like copyright is a little bit different in Japan. So like people can actually use other people's IPs and, you know, create their own little offshoot stories. Seriously? Yeah. So let's like some random guy, let's say I'll use it like a Batman here. Okay. Some, some like random guy can like make a Batman comic, create like a hundred copies of that, go to one of these conventions and then just like sell them out. But they'll also do like their own original work too. Yeah. And that's like tame stories, but like porn is also a big part of that, like Dojinishi type of thing, too. Oh. So, yeah, like it's a these conventions are like a really good place for um, sort of like up and coming artists to, you know, make so, their own works and sell them there. So they can take a character like you were saying, like, you know, our version of, say, Batman in Japan and they don't get in trouble for that. I don't think they do. I'm not an expert. I mean, if anyone does and they're listening to this, this would be a good opportunity to let me know. That's interesting. But this really I mean, isn't something I've looked into. It's yeah. just like, you know, over the years of reading stuff. So you, I mean, you know, as we've talked about um, in the past on the, on the podcast, you, you read a lot of manga. Uh, I wouldn't say read a lot. I will no? say in like the past few months I have been. Okay. Um, and on this very same podcast, I've mentioned, I think, Goodnight Poon Poon and uh one piece okay and, but i i'm also reading like this volleyball manga called haikyuu this other thing called um 
uh, Promise Neverland. There's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like slowly getting more and more into okay. it. Okay, all right, because this is based off of a manga that I think, and yeah, and maybe uh, you have it up like 2009 to 2017. Does that sound about right? It had a decent run, and it produced 22 volumes, um, and it lasted, I think, for six or so years. Um, I think it was from 2009 to 2016. Okay. So yeah, I mean it. Yeah, 2009 to 2017. So an eight-year run, 22 volumes, maybe like 100. I'm sorry, maybe like 200-ish chapters, 180. So, you know, it's a lot. So, you know, I mean, I'm curious because, I mean, the the movie came out in 2015. That is about a year or two before it ends. So to me, it's like, I mean, I don't know. Is it, did they just not catch it at the height or what? Um, I think you and I were talking about this in like a car ride when we were grabbing food or something, but, um, a lot of like anime and live action movies and live action TV shows, when you have like a, like a manga, those are usually as advertisements for the manga. Cause what they want to do is they want to sell the, the actual volumes, the books okay. that they package up, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's obviously they're still going to make money off of that. So it's even more attractive for them to make money here by putting a little investment into it while also having it serve as a way to get people to buy the books. So would you say like the so, film, the film itself is not, it is almost secondary to the manga. Yeah. But I was super impressed with this movie um, just by its production. I thought it looked really, really good and a lot of love was put into it and clearly a good amount of money too i mean the special effects especially that one kill at the very very end where it was just like this explosion of like blood and yeah. gore or whatever it looked amazing so it, it this doesn't seem like some sort of cheap cash in to no. sell a book this seemed like a movie that came from like a really like you know someone really wanted to make this yeah what was the movie uh, and again you had bought this for me one christmas or father's day and i read it in which i thought was pretty good what was the spiral um yeah junji ito's uzumaki which i enjoyed um and you said that it made a movie and i looked at the trailer it was bad yeah and it was really bad this is, that's so. a really good contrast <laughs> um i think that movie was made a few years prior to this maybe 5 maybe so I, I know it was like post twenty tens a little bit, um, and yeah, the special effects looked really bad. And the trouble with I think any of Junji Ito's work is it's you're kind of, um, I think maybe the most analogous maybe would be like Cronenberg, where there's mm. like a lot of horror and like body dysmorphism. Mm. I hope I got that word right. Um, where like there's body horrors the is is where the the frights are coming from yeah and that's kind of hard to do if you're not doing it maybe practical or just having really really good digital effects yeah. and the digital effects were really bad just from that trailer so it's, yeah i didn't it watch did not work it did look really bad but yeah. obviously in like his artwork you've got like a lot of detail you can do like a full panel like comics are really cool because you can kind of like change the way a panel is drawn how big it is, how small it is. So, you know, when you have like a full page, imagine like it, like like Tarantino's Hateful Eight or any of his other movies, or as you said, millimeter film. Mm. You go from like thirty-five or digital to seventy millimeter, and everything feels bigger. Mm. Comics can do that on a page by page basis, just by structuring the panels differently. Yeah. So, yeah, like the true. the way the medium works, it's 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 interesting. So when Junji Ito full dedicates like a full page to like 
some guy's body twirled up in a spiral in like a basket. That's mm-hmm. like it's very like it makes you feel like weird. I did feel tingly. Yeah, reading it, uh, it's been a year or two when I read it, and I did feel exactly like you're talking. Yeah, and if if your special effects aren't up to snuff, it's gonna feel out of place and silly. This um. So I come to you a couple of weeks ago, I think, and I said, "Hey, I want to do a, I want to do a, a, an episode, uh, some zombie." And you would come back with like ten or twelve movies, which, to be honest, all of them looked really good. Some I'd heard of, some I didn't, and this is the one I think that kind of jumped out. I'm like, "Hey, let's let's check this one out." I I didn't know much about it. Um, um, I, I will say, I mean, I I didn't ask you what you thought. I liked it. I did like it. I didn't love it. Um, and we can, as we go, go along with the, with the episode, I can tell you the problems I had with it. And it wasn't a lot. I mean, like I said, it's a good movie. It runs a little long. Did you feel it was long? A little over two hours? The length makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, my, so I haven't done any research, but so my initial impressions, and this will be funny for how it's stacked up to when I actually do take time to look into it. Mm. I just haven't had time since we've watched the movie, um, is that they condensed maybe the fir- entire first arc of this series into one two-hour movie and i don't know how long that is but i imagine it's quite a bit because the pacing gets a little weird in the forest and Mm -hmm. in the rooftop stuff right yeah it almost seems like we're missing like a lot of character work and stuff so that's my like speculation um, and I'm interested to see, cause I actually plan on reading this now. I, I liked it enough to maybe want to buy it and read it. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> because I, I kind of, because even the movie ends in like a spot where like, okay, there's still more, more story here, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's, so I totally agree if we're just talking like purely pacing and the length of the movie and by the, the, the specifically like the two hour length. Yeah. They probably crammed like a whole bunch, cut a bunch of stuff and they were still left with like a two hour movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's probably why, and I think that's a totally valid complaint. Um, you know, uh, they just wanted to do too much with too little time, and that's when that's mostly why you see like this type of stuff. They're usually like anime or live action shows because they've got the time to like not cut anything. True, true. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, for animation, you could just make a series out of it, and and you're not yeah. rushed or you know, it's- yeah. And you've got like four and a half to five hours in like a 13 episode series. They like do all the stuff you yeah. want to do. I mean, there's still cuts and stuff happening because sometimes they want to do too much into in, in that amount of time, but, um, valid complaint. I can't argue with that. And even I find it a little bit weird, but I think I'm more forgiving of it because I liked so much of what the story was going on that I was like very quickly able to forgive, you know, stuff that was clearly cut, like, like um i forget the girl's name is it hiromi or is it hitomi hiromi hiromi yeah hiromi's like um she's kind of like half zombie which they never explain right and i imagine if this story continued or maybe there was stuff in the forest that kind of explored more of what was going on with her that we would have understood what was happening to her a little bit better it's very clear but i still wanted to explore that idea a little bit more because she's obviously super strong and able to kick some ass but why? See, that's 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 the question. Is is why? So she's she's still like yeah, she's almost like yeah, like half zombie, half human. But why? I mean, should we know we know we we find uh, out you know thirty forty minutes into the movie she had gotten bit by a baby, and and so this was a couple days before all hell broke loose, and so um and it definitely broke skin. I think it was on her neck, and um. 
And, and she had, I think there's a line where she had mentioned, well, you know, perhaps the baby was breastfeeding. And then if that was the case, then the baby could have got it from the mother. And then once the baby bit uh, Hiromi, it would have transferred it. But again, why is she half? First of all, why is she super? I think as this, as the movie plays out, we do see that some of these zombies are almost superhuman, right? Um, More so towards, I'd say the last 30, 40 minutes of the movie. Um, So I guess, I mean, I guess I see that part of it, but why? Why is she half it and half not? And I that it's never explained. And maybe their intent was to explain it. Maybe maybe they filmed it and it got cut. I, I don't know. I was trying to figure it out because they never talked about it. And those are the things that I want to know about, you know. Yeah. And so to speak on that, we have like a scene where we see that she has a heartbeat. So she's not actually dead. Right. True. Like she's. Like she's not like a zombie, but has more sentience than the other zombies. Yeah. She's like, she's still like essentially human, but she's been infected by the virus. Yeah. And also the virus is called like ZDN or ZQN. ZQN. Something like that. And they call them like CQNs or something. Yeah. Zombies. (laughs) Yeah. Now, again, this, so I think we've talked about like the definition of zombie on this podcast, but just to go over it again. When we say like zombie, we're talking like in a very loose sense, you know, if it's like dead, quote unquote dead, you know, um, but it's like moving around, there's little to no sentience. We usually consider that a zombie. So even if these don't like necessarily fall under like a very specific definition of a zombie, like in like you're the walking deads, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, we're going to call these guys zombies because even though they're talking and they're moving around and they're kind of going by like um the dawn of the dead type of situation Mm -hmm. where they're kind of like falling back in their old habits and things that if you were to distill into like one little thing that's who they are so they they like to shop they're an athlete whatever Mm. you know we're gonna call these guys zombies just for like the sake of keeping things simple so um yeah these zombies are kind of strong they can talk which i i'm super into that stuff i Um, was into that too yeah i liked that yeah because it creates like some like scenarios that are very like whoa yeah because because you know these types of movies let's just say zombie movies have been done a million times so what new what 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 are you going to bring new to the table that we haven't seen in a million other movies and yeah they were talking and that kind of threw me off i was like okay yeah that's kind of it's cool and creepy you know yeah, and we've seen. I know we both seen Day of the Dead, and Day of the Dead introduces. You, you mean Dawn of the Dead? No, I mean Day of the Dead. You've seen Day of the Dead? Yeah, I've seen oh, Day okay. of the Dead. Okay, all right, cool. Which is good because this kind of reminded me a little bit yeah, of Day of the Dead. And Day of the Dead, they have talking zombies. Um, and yeah, and the, the main Return uh, of the Living, Return of the oh, Living yeah. Dead. There's talking zombies too. There, there, there is the scene where what is it? Send more send more cops or something like that in return yeah. of the living dead. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the greatest jokes in any zombie movie. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, so like, it's not like this idea hasn't been done before, but I do like it whenever I see it because I think like zombies are more scary when they're mostly gone, you know, yeah. but there's still that trace of humanity left in them because when they're, when that's entirely gone, I think that's less scary because you're there's like this destruction or loss of humanity that when it's completely gone you're dealing with nothing but a monster 
But when there's just like a shred of it there, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're still seeing that person. And yeah. so now it's harder to like deal with the threat to kill them or whatever. I agree. It is. It, it, it does. It feels more eerie when there there's that, there's that element that's still left. Um, yeah. You know, for the, since we're talking zombies here and you and I have never talked about this before, right off the bat, your personal opinion, uh, it, is it creepier for you for them to be walking really slow or running really fast? Which, which in your, in your, I just want your opinion. Uh, um, I think the I more think scary or more menacing to you. I'm going to go with what's the bigger threat and fast moving zombies are scarier. I think, I think when they're just lugging around, you're removing a lot of the um, potential danger that a zombie poses. And I get it. Like the, the slow walk is to like reference, like the lethargy of being like a typical consumer, right? You're sitting on a couch, like drinking a frap or whatever on a TV. You're going to move slow. It's like playing into that idea. But when it comes to like just, okay, if we're just going to look at zombies as like a monster, like a like a threat, something mm. that's going to kill you, if they're going to do it, like they're going to move fast. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> going true. to get to you yeah. probably like sooner or quicker or easier. And that's, I think, scarier. It's, to me, it's, yeah. And I, and I, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. And I think, I think you're going to go, I think your answer is the, the slow walk because that's classic zombie. No, I, you know, the thing is, okay. So yes, I was going to kind of say something like that. To me, it's a generational thing. You know, Romero, um, did, he always did slow walk. It's, you know, everything's slow. Even when, uh, Tom Savini, uh, remade, uh, night of the living dead, he did the slow. um, I think even Return of the Living Dead's. I think they were slow as well. Maybe, maybe a few of them a little quick. But when that um, that the, I would say the last say maybe twenty years, maybe um, it's a generational thing where they've made them fast. Well, I and think it's the- and it's and they're both both to me is scary. Um, I I but I, because I grew up on the slow, I think I I. I think I gravitate more towards that. But what you're saying is it's right on. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not there's wrong. like, there's like a viciousness and predator, predatory thing that predatory. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's like <laughs> lost when they're just like slow moving. Like they feel more like they're out to like hunt you and kill you when they're like, like running at you. Yeah. Um, but these guys, these guys kind of do both. There's yeah. like some slow moving zombies and some fast zombies. And some of them move really weird. Um, I which, mentioned which I like the can uh, some of the <laughs> threw me off the um I mean we'll talk let, you know we don't we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves oh before we we forgot to put uh we forgot to say spoiler alert so yeah it, it just goes without saying we're gonna spoil the movie so if you haven't seen it and you know you can always you can always you know turn off the podcast and then watch it and come back you know right the the first zombie we see is um you know his girlfriend uh, T- uh Tico T- Tico Tico uh teko teko um teko it's, Teco sounds it's, like a video it's game it's spelled t-e-k-k-o teko is it teko teko <laughs> he says it like a million times so we should have remembered the name right yeah. <laughs> um so we the, that's the first zombie we see and i feel so bad um it's just a shitty situation but she she gets bitten or something we it's off screen and then the next time we see her after they have a fight she's a zombie and we get like this really cool scene of him looking through like the letter opener on the door and her body just kind of like convulsing doing all this weird stuff moving around in like a weird you know like 
like joints bending where they shouldn't like bend, which is a new take on this, which I enjoyed a lot. And what I've what I've seen a lot in 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 Asian horror, um, they they contort bodies a lot. Like it's a thing, but I I think it's very entertaining and I love it. Um, it it's sad to me because you know uh, Hideo is like. Like he's a, he's just an assistant. He at one point was supposed to be like the next it guy, you know, and 15 years later, he's just nothing. And he's just like, like he says, he's just an average guy. And I, and I kind of feel sorry for him, but what happened those 15 years is just cause he just never had confidence in himself. And, and so you can see it in this relationship with his girlfriend, she's done. She eventually boots him out because look, you're not going anywhere. You write, you write these mangas or the, you know, and they're never picked up. You, you know, you're just as an assistant. They live in a, I don't know. I I can't speak for, for Japanese housing. It looked like a shithole. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's far worse places in, in, in Japan, but this looked bad, right? Yeah. Like this, I think the equivalent would be like the tiniest studio you can find in like New York or something. You know? Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And, and just, yeah. So she's unhappy. She finally boots him out because how are you going to make rent? He's got a, he's got a shotgun, which of course we know is going to come into major play later on in the movie. Um, All right. Just real fast. I love that they introduced the shotgun basically right at the start of the movie. And it's not used until like, like our minute, like our minute 145. You know, I love yeah. that so much. Like you, like it gives you Chekhov's gun and it just doesn't use it until like the very, very end. Yeah. I love that. It creates like this buildup. I, I was, I was like, well, why is he not using this thing? And I always thought like, well, he has a license for it. He has a permit or whatever you call it. And, uh-huh. and which, which led to you and I talking about like culture, you know, um, in Japan, because we, you didn't see any guns other than his shotgun. So it, it's like, are they not allowed to have something like that? But, but as the movie went along, I'm like, does he just not know how to use it? Is he terrible at it? Well, we find out later on the movie. No, he's not. He's really good. Yeah. But why wasn't he, you know, like he's a skeet shooter, I think. Um, and that, and you have to be skilled for that, you know, it's so great because whenever we see like a zombie movie or TV show, it's always shoot the head. And, you know, most people have not ever trained with like a gun shooting the head, like once every now and then you can probably do that, but like back to back to back to back to (laughs) back, probably not dude. Like even it just wears on your hands too. If you've ever shot a gun, like it, there's a lot of force of that. You're going to get shaky after some boy, even your best. You know, shooters do when you have a moving target, how are you supposed to hit it? You know, these zombies are fast. They're, they're contorting. They're all over the place. And you have, you somehow got to, um, you somehow got to be able to hit them in the head. You know, that's tough. Yeah. And so the explanation that he's a skeet shooter, that this is his hobby, he's pretty good at it. I like, I love that explanation, um, but he's just able to do it over and over and over again at every single shot and then really have this like this moment of redemption throughout you know what's been like the last 15 years of his life and um so that okay so you can't have a movie with just like a cool idea and it not be about anything and we've talked about this before this movie is definitely about failure you know what it means to overcome your inadequacies and you know do something with you know what you have yeah and that's what this movie is about and it uses this uh the backdrop of the zombie apocalypse to you know, bring up this character and have him triumph where before he has not. 
And that's the gist of the story, overcoming those failures. Now, very early on in the movie, um, right after he's been kicked out, he opens up like, you know, like a weekly serialized comic book or, or something like that, something to that effect, where it has like an issue of a comic. And we can actually date this story based on that comic book issue. And I want to do that before we came in here, but I didn't have time because we, I know exactly it has to take place between like 2009, 2013, right? Um, because I know that's when that's, that chapter of this one comic uh, was released. And the comic he's looking at is actually Goodnight Poon Poon, which I mentioned just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And then like some episodes a long time ago and I said I was reading it. And I was shocked to see that. I was like so surprised I got so giddy. But it's so like thematically relevant because Goodnight Poon Poon is about like failure as well. And what it means to live with abuse and live in just just be like a normal member of society with your own baggage. And that's like, I am a hero. That's right. That's him. Yeah. I mean, that's nails him. And I was like, holy shit. And that's why this, like this movie, I don't know if that specific comic was also referenced in the manga for I am a hero, Mm. but the fact that whoever made this made that connection between Goodnight Poon Poon and I am a hero, it just, just like kind of like, it's just another like reason why this movie was like a lot of care was put into it. When you have like works tying to another work that's also within like the same motif, like they did their homework, they know what they're doing. They're within the medium and they're like in tune and like and like that pulse or whatever. And so like I love that, and I think this you know like just that there like elevates this movie for me a bit, along with like all the other cool things it does. And so when we're talking about like pacing and um, it being a little long, like I'm able to forgive all that stuff because that core story works and there's a huge payoff at the end and all the setup like and it forces that payoff and it works you know yeah so i'm kind of cool with all that stuff but i thought that was really fun I, and i was really happy to see that i, I love the scene because i don't read the you know manga I, I i read the one that you'd bought for me and i liked it but i loved how he was sitting at the park bench and over to i think his right looked like maybe a homeless man and he's and you know in, in the middle of the night and he's and it's like he's he's looking over there and almost uh, almost kind of uh, really deep into thought, like, holy shit, you know, where did my life go? And then he pulls open this uh, manga just to kind of see, like, you can almost tell, like, he's ignored what's out there because, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not sure why. Maybe he doesn't want to use it as some sort of, like, um, I, I don't know, crutch or I'm not, I'm not sure, but he picks it up. And within a few seconds, he's like, damn, this is good. And he, you know, and I got a kick out of that because he knew immediately what's good and what's not good, but has not been able to get over that hump in 15 years. Yeah. And just a little bit more backstory. Um, So Goodnight Poon Poon was released, you know, serially. So every week and like a, and not your big comic book, like publishing books, like Shonen Jump or whatever. And so it had like its own special thing. And so obviously when we looked at it, that was like a small magazine or something. From what I've heard, I've heard that Goodnight Poon Poon, which like it did not sell well at all. Oh. It was actually kind of like regarded as a failure, which kind of like goes into like its own story and I am a hero, right? Um, because what it's commenting on, it's actually going through too. I've actually, you know, I've just heard people joke around that Goodnight Poon Poon was actually responsible for this magazine's like ultimate demise because a magazine would eventually like cancel publishing oh no yeah i 
highly doubt it's all on this one comic sure fault, yeah. but you know people mention that like goodnight poon poon was serialized far longer than it ever should have been right so you know i just think that's another funny little tidbit that even the thing he references that's really really good is also not selling well and if he was writing it he would actually be going through like okay people like my thing but no one's buying it right yeah. so there's a whole nother level of meta commentary going on there i don't know if it's intended but it's it's there you yeah. know so yeah that happens a lot these days right i mean not not even in say another country here i mean you could have a, a brilliant television show that no one watches yeah right? breaking bad like for like its first four or five i think like like four first four seasons like season five part one they had like less than like five million people what watching was the, it. What was um? Oh my God, you're gonna kill me for this. That the what was the television show with the Jason Bateman that just like people? It was a great show, but people just didn't watch the it. Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, Arrested Development. Like, yeah. it wasn't a huge show. No. Like I could argue, commu- well, Community wasn't a, a humongous show, like ratings wise. I, I can, but it's a really, really good show. I can't tell you the numbers. I can tell you that if I had to make a guess, since it was on Fox and it was at a good time slot, at least for a little bit. That it probably had like numbers that the office would eventually have, mm. but because you weren't getting like the crazy numbers that like Seinfeld or like Friends were getting when you're getting like 20 to 30 million, then it seems like a failure. Yeah. But people loved the first three seasons of Arrested Development, even though people were starting to like get, you know, like it wasn't as good season in season three as it was in season one and two, you know? So yeah, like there's always this like idea where people can make really, really good things and then not yeah. sell. And, but it's selling is kind of the only reason to make the thing. And it's always kind of a bummer. I think that's a different discussion for like a different episode. No, though. I mean, it is, <laughs> but I mean, it's, but, but I mean, since, you know, since we talk horror and I, I mean, I can't tell you how many horror movies that have come out and they didn't make any money. And then 30, 40 years later, they're a classic and, and, and everyone knows about them and, and they've made so much money over the years. But at the time, the critics said this and, and no one went to the theater. And, and, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just kind of funny how people are and this well, perception of what's good and bad. And I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, to each their own. Um, I mean, I definitely wouldn't complain or criticize critics or blame critics for like the response to like a movie's box office i mean just look at aquaman um i think that got like middling reviews but it's the biggest dc movie ever you know yeah i saw it it was okay um it was okay it was i mean you know i like james wan but i mean i again uh, i wish he would just stick with horror i know that's not gonna happen but it was just okay for me but yeah i made a shit ton of money I mean, there's a lot of movies out there that make a shit ton of money and they're just like, I watch them and go, okay, well, what's the big deal? Like, I, I just didn't get it, you know, but again, everyone's different, man. You know what I like, you don't like, or vice versa, or sometimes we're on the same page. Sometimes we're not. It's just the way it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, you know, Mm -hmm. but uh, anyways, um, so where do we want to kind of jump in on this? We know. We know the whole the whole city of Tokyo is kind of getting taken over. Yeah, I'm not sure where we're at. Does um, it say Tokyo? Either way, we're in like a, it a didn't big say city to- in Japan. Yeah, I didn't say Tokyo. I think I read Tokyo. So if if it's not Tokyo, then we'll look like idiots. But I'm just going to say because that's what that's what it said. It said yeah. Tokyo on, on something I read. It said Tokyo. But um, yeah, man, this this this. The kind of the typical right zombie stuff, right? Something it's like 
you get like some sort of virus and then you get sick and then it makes you do crazy shit and you're attacking people and you're trying to eat them and then it just spreads. It spreads like a wildfire. And and it did. You know, it 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 it, it uh you know got his his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend Tico Teco. 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 Yeah. That was cool. I, I enjoyed that scene inside their little tiny crappy apartment. Um well, let's talk about that real fast. Yeah. Um just real quick. Um I think you and I both like Evil Dead, right? Oh yeah. Evil Dead 1 and 2 are both really good movies. Yeah. Evil Dead 2 is, I think, like one of the best like I, ever. I, I love that one, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it has its own form of zombies called Deadites, and they're not really zombies, but, you know, it's kind of like they're being possessed by a different spirit, and they get all, like, necrotic-y and, like, scary mm-hmm. and demon-y, right? Yeah, love that And stuff. this very first zombie we see with Teko, um, the dead Teko, um, reminded me so much of, like, an Evil Dead Deadite, because she's, like, talking... She's like complaining about like she's the unhappy one. Yeah. And she's almost like getting revenge on Hideo. And the way she moves, the way she flies around, the way she bites and she loses her teeth. Yeah. Like there's almost like <laughs> there's almost like some super dark humor going on underneath the scene, mm-hmm. even though I never felt like laughing, you know? No, I didn't either. Um I didn't either. But yeah, I know what you're talking it about. It felt very Sam Raimi. And mm-hmm. like as soon as that scene happened and then, you know, it goes through like this this tragic way of her dying where he's got his like like newcomer trophy that he got 15 years ago and it's shaped with like a pointy tip and she lands on that like there's just some like crazy shakespearean dramatic mm-hmm. irony happening no. on here yeah and it was like when that scene ended i knew that i was in for like a good ride because all this setup and payoff is happening and it's also like hitting like spots i didn't think wasn't expecting in like a zombie movie and like it's hidden like all my like horror bones too mm-hmm. where you've got like this crazy monster coming at you in this small little space this is all happening yeah and he has to try to and she's contorting like i mean all these different, it was i i love the scene where she's chewing on the door because again, I've never seen this. Not to say it's never happened. I just had never seen. It. She's chewing on the door, and as she's chewing on the door, she's losing all her teeth, and and it comes into play in a little bit because when she goes to bite him, she can't pierce his skin. We know you get bit in a zombie movie, you're screwed, and she can't pierce the skin. And this is great. I, I I'm enjoying this. You know, yeah. not not to mention just the entire the entire scene with. With what she's doing and in this tiny, small space, and then again, the trophy. It's just like it's a little icing on the cake for that scene, you know? And, and, you know, I think he ends up back at his, um, I don't know, office. What do you call this? I mean, where do they write their manga? I mean, this is probably an office for him. It's probably like a work, like just an apartment workspace that the, the actual manga artist you know rents yeah. out and it looks an like office. it's you got the boss and then you got i think it's it's hideo and three other three other uh people and and as he comes in he sees uh one of his coworkers just beating one of the other coworkers with a bat this was bloodier than i thought it was going to be i didn't expect it to be this bloody yeah, it gets it gets hardcore like, pretty it, fast. It, 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 it was pretty bloody, like especially I mean, after the girlfriend scene where it, you know there's like some pretty crazy stuff, but it's not like super bloody or anything. Obviously, I think like teeth falling out and stuff it yeah. might 
get you there but i think that's more like a prelude to just how gory this movie can be yeah it, like it got it got pretty yeah pretty gruesome between the teeth and this scene that we're talking about like this movie is just saying like yeah we're just gonna do whatever we want uh-huh yeah <laughs> i didn't expect that i thought they were gonna be a little tame you know I don't know why I thought that, um, but I just did. And I think so, it's just because as Americans, we have like this outward appearance of Japanese culture being yeah. very like, you know, like, you know, white collared shirt, black tie, you know, very like put together and proper. Mm-hmm. So when I you think see, you're right. Yeah. When you see like, again, this is as, as an American where like Japanese culture is very, you know, touristy. We only know like the basics, right? You know, you think that. So then when you see like, you know, disheveled man hoodie uh and then you've got like this fat guy you know going to town with a bad on you know like basically co-workers he doesn't like <laughs> yeah. it's like oh shit i forgot they're just like us you know you know and and that's just like this cultural divide that happens that we kind of forget we get kind of like wrapped up in this idea that we're not all just the same people <laughs> you know you're right because i'm so guilty of it like it, to me everything is because it's another country i've never been there i've never experienced it of it it's just so foreign to me and i th- i think some of my so i guess I, I don't know some of the things i think just they're just they're not what are they based off of rick you know are you you basing it off of some movie or television show or something you watched i mean you know so it's just like it's almost like a stereotype or something you just don't you know and that's i think you're right on the money i thought oh they're not gonna go so crazy bloody on this it's in japan oh no they did they did yeah and i think there's also like this question of or like this topic of censorship you know with like sex in japan you don't really see like genitals in japan right no it's it's like a law to censor all that stuff yeah so it's like okay well what about like blood and gore you know like if you're not accustomed to that stuff you'd be like oh yeah they're just gonna censor that too they're gonna hold back but they don't here right no Um, they don't at all um which yeah was good though i mean he we have this office scene everyone everyone's dead basically even the guy that was beating everyone with the bat he had gotten bit he turned and yeah so you know hideo gets out of there alive luckily but now all hell is, is broken loose man the whole the whole city is you know you know you can tell they're the, the people that are okay and the people that are not and 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 they're all starting to be attacked and I always love, there's always a scene where there's a, someone with headphones on and they're just oblivious to everything that's happening. What's, the, what's funny is there's like 30 of those people in this scene. There is. <laughs> there is. It's like, it's like shit is going crazy. You got airplanes up in the air. It's, it doesn't feel right, but I'm just going to go ahead and listen to my music or whatever I'm doing. Um, hey, maybe they're listening to the Year for Fear podcast. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, so he, he, uh, he makes his way out of town with looks like a very important businessman and this is going to be Hiromi and well uh, the, she's not the businessman but there's a school no. girl that kind of yeah. like bumps Hiromi, into yeah. him and no, then but, that but, business he, guy but yeah but he makes his way out of town in a taxi with Hiromi this businessman in the taxi just, just real fast yeah because I we didn't you blew right past us dude I, I, I did yeah what, what? so um you know that scene in Shaun of the Dead where uh you know Edgar Wright not Edgar Wright uh oh Simon 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 Pegg I'm sorry Simon Pegg's character is kind of like walking like on his normal like work day routine yeah he's going to the convenience store he's going down the street (laughs) 
And it's just like it's it's like post mayhem, blood splatters everywhere, things people are running and shit. Mm. It's already happened. Yeah. We get that scene, but like bef- like as it's happening here. And we there's like other zombie movies that do this. Nothing like really stands out in the way this movie does. Cause it's just like immediate mayhem. We're like obviously at this point where like the virus is like hitting like almost critical it's approaching critical mass where now mm-hmm. like everyone is starting to get infected and those people who are infected are now like attacking other people and we're right at that point and we see all of it we see people getting bitten we see people people like walking out of their homes we see a bunch of confused people not quite realizing what's happening we see cars crashing people jumping on other people people running around we see like there's already like a military response so there's like like military like planes and and shit like helicopters like going on above obviously as some sort of like we don't know yet if it's like an evacuation for important people or if they're like planning to like put soldiers down here. Right. Cause yeah. we're immediately going to like Mount Fuji, like outside of like town and cities, but you see all this happen. It's not one shot, which is fine. Cause in like Shaun of the dead, it was like one shot, yeah. even though it's a totally different scene, but it's like, I think this scene is so special to me because it's handled so well. And in a way that I find different than any other movie, because we're not just seeing our, clueless protagonists experience all this stuff for the first time we're seeing a bunch of other people experience it for the first time too and we have like these little like very like brief interludes of like characters we're never going to see or um like see again or hear the backstory but we know something happens like we saw like a knife and one like zombie walking out clearly they just killed someone we see like a naked zombie basically like in her underwear yeah Mm -hmm. you know we see like a cop or we see like a like a window wiper guy fall out of the sky oh, yeah you know and onto a car like we see all like there's all these like tiny little stories happening like yeah. outside of our view that could have like had their own like like 15 minute short or something like uh, to accompany this movie and they, they would have been great you know and that this like and this is like a 15 minutes between like him coming out of his apartment and then his office and then the taxi stuff that's like 20 minutes or something and it's awesome I think if you don't want to watch this movie and you just want to watch like the cool zombie stuff, watch the stuff starting with Teco through the office and through like utter mayhem in the city. And you've got like maybe yeah. one of the best zombie short movies ever. You know what I, um, you know what I, uh, I liked here is, is how quickly it went from not so bad to really bad. Like he's walking through the city and you see a few people. It's, it's not bad. And he turns the corner and, and it's nuts. I love those transitions. Yeah. You know, how quickly stuff can go south on you. And so, and that's part of the scene you're talking about. And it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and getting out, you know, um, do you remember, uh, do you remember War of the Worlds, the the remake with Tom Cruise? That's, Does it the, kind of, that's the perfect analogy. Yeah. The analogy. yeah. That's like this scene. Trying to get, yeah, all this mayhem and, and trying to get out of town and, you know, and so that's what it kind of reminded me of. But yeah, this was good. Um, oh, so one thing really fast, um, Teco, this is important for like the whole movie. Teco kicks him out, right? Like, 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 like towards the beginning, right? Um, but she like dumps his shotgun on him, right? So she like gives him like some comics, his like shotgun, like his gun case really, and then like boots him. So, like, throughout this entire time, like, he actually, Hideo actually has his, like, shotgun and a skeet vest, just, like, in a backpack. 
but he, yeah. no, he never, never uses it. Never he hasn't used it at this point. He doesn't even take it. it out. The only time we actually see him with it out is in his fantasies of shooting a zombie, but he doesn't actually do it. Oh, yeah, when he's and, yeah, visualizing doing it. And the reason he gives is because it's illegal to like, have an open firearm out in the streets of Japan. You can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. But, I mean, now when everything's going bad, it's like, okay, well, maybe all, maybe that law is out the window. Um, so so he, they, hop in this, uh, they hop in this taxi. They're driving out of town. We who's this guy? He's not really important. He doesn't last long. I get the impression like he's some like like important government person, right? I mean, the guy who's who's in the back seat with uh is it is yeah, Hideo's in the back seat. Right? I mean, you nice he, suit just seems he's like important. I think he takes a phone call mm-hmm. and he's talking about everything that's happening. So you almost get the impression that he's someone high up or i i don't know but it doesn't matter it doesn't last long because he's been bit so he turns fairly quickly and now you got a the zombie inside this small little car and and you're trying trying to drive out of town when all of these different things are happening and so um he ends up biting the taxi driver right yeah this is this is this is a good scene too i mean i, I thought it was done quite well there um he they kick the the guy out, the zombie, the the important guy out, and but he's still like attached to the door or something, and they're trying to you know looks pretty good though. I mean you know because I think Hideo gets pulled almost out of the car, and it's almost like he's dragging while while the taxi driver is is driving, and I th- he's now bit, so we know he's going to change. So you know, and I think he does right, and then uh, Hideo's like to Hiromi, look at you know, puts a seatbelt on. Cause look, this, this ain't going to end well. And then they crash. That's a, that's a gnarly crash scene. We know no way in hell you're surviving that. This just isn't happening, but they do. They survive it. They, I don't know how long yeah, they're out and they're for basically unscratched too. Unscratched. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a couple's <laughs> whatever. I'm fine. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. keep going for the sake of, <laughs> for the sake of the movie, they're going to survive and they're okay. Um, they should not have made the crash. Like, 30 flips or something dude that was it a crazy was, it looked really good but there's no way you would actually like it, it, be okay after that no 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 that that car would almost disintegrate they're going at like 100 miles per hour <laughs> they flip through the air like come yeah yeah but it's when, but it's like i'm like i'm on i'm like on rails i'm feeling good i'm having a fun time so far and i'm ready for like more what this movie's doing you know, I'm okay if like some executive or some guy was like, "Yeah, but wouldn't it be really cool if this happened?" <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good. It's fine. Um, when they wake up and they come to, the whole freeway's backed up, and it, it's almost like they were the cause of it, right? Like like there's no people to be seen. All the cars are crashed and stalled out on this freeway. Um, and then I think they start. Uh, I. I, I did they start walking off just to kind of get at, you know, then they started looking at phones to kind of find out what's going on and Hiromi's phone dies. But there was something about if you go to Mount Fuji because of the elevation, the virus, what does the virus do? It just goes away. Um, yeah. Again, and this is like a time issue. I think the movie doesn't have enough time to explore these ideas, but I think there is probably like a, some rumor or maybe even just like pure disinformation okay. to get people to go to like a higher elevation either because someone did believe that or because now you can actually bring everyone 
have a reason for them to go there and get them all in one place, both survivors and infected. Um, and then to weed that out further. Oh. And that might like tie into like the government response. I know we've seen this in other like zombie movies where they try to get you on one spot. Yeah. You know, almost like a quarantine section. Yeah. Or something. And so, yeah. you know, the movie doesn't have the time to really explain that further. No, no. So all I can say is based on the movie, I don't know, but obviously that's not the case because they're probably near like the summit of Mount Fuji. I think they've climbed the mountain a little. I mean, not like the mountain specifically, but I'm sure they're at a higher elevation. But the virus seems to be okay. So, like, it doesn't seem to be true. No. It, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, no. I mean, they're, they're definitely, I remember look, them looking in the distance, and they could, you could see Mount Fuji, and it looked like a, a ways away. Um, but again, her phone dies, so they're not quite sure but they hey let's make our way towards mount fuji and then and then i don't know how much time passes here but but i mean you know hideo still you know i don't know man it's just that self-doubt i guess it's just been stuck with them for 15 years and and but he's but he's made it a almost like this this mission to protect hiromi but before he even met hiromi he couldn't do anything about it she'd already been bid you know, so, but he's, he's, he's bound to protect her. Um, but she turns kind of, sort of, right. I mean, out, out in the forest, out in this, it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, she turns and, um, does he run off? I can't remember. Yeah. He runs no. off and then he, he, uh, he comes across to, you know, a zombie and she ends up she ends up saving him with these superpowers that she has again, not explained, but okay. You know, but she's still part, part human, you know? So, so, um, he, he, he takes, uh, he takes her with him and they're just, they're on this, they're on this uh, quest to get, I guess, to get to Mount Fuji, see if this is legitimate or not. I don't know how much time has passed because he went from clean shaven to kind of a, a, a kind of a, scraggly beard and that just doesn't happen in a couple days <laughs> that happens uh it takes weeks for something like that to happen right that looked like weeks um or thought a month or so of growing yeah it would have been nice if we had like a montage here or something but, obviously like there's probably like who knows maybe there's like 10 chapters worth of comic book stuff maybe. happening here i don't know <clears throat> but yeah they obviously cut a bunch of this stuff out yeah um you know he uh He's carrying her, but I think that's that's become a little much for her. He finds a uh, shopping cart, and so yeah, you know, um, makes their way. And again, tell me if I've forgotten anything. But they kind of make their way to this. What is this? This looks like a like this would be a tourist spot for Mount Fuji, like its restaurants and shops. Maybe before you go to Mount Fuji? Yeah, it's like an outdoor mall or something. Yeah, like a outpost or something. What do you call that? I don't know what you call it. It looked like a mall to me. It looked like a mall to me, which kind of reminded me a little bit of Dawn of the Dead, because we also know that take, takes place in a mall. Um, it, it did. It had, and it, I think it's almost impossible to do zombie movies and not refer back to previous movies. It, it had a Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead feel. I don't mind that. What it started to feel like to me was Walking Dead, and and that's when I started to lose a little interest. It it screamed of of Walking Dead, especially with the whole, um, you know, are we good guys? You know, like when when they essentially befriend all of these people at this 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 mall, 
and these are survivors and these people are okay, but they're running out of food and, and they don't have any weapons and you got zombies everywhere. And they're super nice at first because they wanted Hideo's, you know, shotgun. And then, and then they're, they become really shitty people. And you saw that a lot in walking dead and just the walking dead. And now I, I pieced out before big spoilers here, big, big spoilers. So just skip like 15 minutes. If you don't want to hear this, I pieced out like right before, um, I think is is it Negan, uh, kills. Glenn. Oh yeah, I did too. So I think most people even know about that now just oh, yeah. because everyone hates it so much. But like even at this point, like the group finding another group of people and then figuring out like, okay, these are they're okay. And then like, oh they're not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Was like tired already. So tired. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. But oh um I think and I think that sucks because I now anyone who's watched Walking Dead, and obviously a lot of people have seen The Walking Dead because it's you know, it's made AMC a bunch of money. I think they were getting like more than 10 million people watching it for like a really long time every week. Um, they've like poisoned this idea of like maybe the most interesting idea in like a zombie story. And that's like, you know, humans are the real monsters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like when you see it here and you feel that way, honestly, that like really bums me out. Yeah. Because I think that's like a really interesting thing to follow. Like this um, group hierarchy and group dynamic and. Like, how did this guy come to power? You know, who doesn't like him and who wants to like usurp that? That's yeah. all like super interesting stuff to me. Well, we don't spend a lot of time on it and you not liking it is like a bummer, but I get it. And we're also like going through like what could be a whole nother movie in like the yeah. span of like 30 minutes. So I, I think like if I had never seen and I stopped Walking Dead, I think at season five, it just became so boring and predictable to me. So repetitive. And I apologize to any walking dead fans out there they should have can't they should have canceled that show years ago um and that's talking to true walking dead fans so i know what season they're on nine or ten you should have stopped at five or six um but i stopped it i think halfway through season five i was just done i haven't gone back i haven't revisited because i'm like i've already seen it before in the previous four plus seasons it's like you're following the same recipe i'm bored already and so when we got to this, it's just banked of it. So it's not their fault. I mean, it's just, you know, if I had never watched Walking Dead and saw that, I probably maybe felt differently. Um, but Walking Dead kind of ruined it. I, I got bored for about 20, 30 minutes. And what didn't mean that there wasn't some kind of cool stuff happening. It just reminded me so much of it that I kind of just, I didn't check out completely, but I was just like, okay, I've seen this before. And so, so yeah. Um, yeah, that, that. That really sucks. It does. And it does. Because you're letting like another work that's and become tired, yeah, like yeah. influence your opinion on this. It did. When and it's otherwise, I think, quite good. Yeah. No. And I, and I agree with you. I, um, I, I didn't want it to at all, but because it was just so just there and uh, I, I couldn't help but compare it to that. And again, I was so bored with that. Yeah. I didn't, I, I never figured that the walking dead's mediocreness would like, no, like right. infect its way into like another movie. I know that sucks. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, but anyways, but I mean, but you yeah, know. they reach this camp. They have like their own community on rooftops. Hey, that's pretty smart because zombies don't know how to use a ladder or whatever. Right. But they also have all that stuff gated off. They have their own community up here with like their own storage room and supply and rules and stuff. It's uh, ruled by, 
a real asshole. What's his name? But he's like a quiet asshole. Is it? L- L- How do you pronounce his name? It's spelled I U R A. I think it's pronounced oh, I like it L U R A. I'm just an I. Oh, I think. okay. And so it, that it could L- be an L. It could be. I don't. L- L- R- I thought it was an I. I, I think I looked it up. I thought it was an L, but I could well, be. Well, that's the too. case. It's Lura or Ura. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought I heard Ura. Yeah. You yeah. can tell immediately, right? This is, but this is, this is, this is a great part of filmmaking when you can see a guy and immediately know, yeah, something is, is going to happen here. <laughs> Huge kudos to the actor. He plays like quiet, like calm, polite, menacing really, really well. Yeah. Like he did a really good job. He, he here. did. He did. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you're thinking, okay, oh, we found all these survivors and stuff but you kind of know it's like uh i don't know no, nothing's ever as good as you think it is and or has however it seems and i did love the part i love the part where uh where uh the one guy uh wasn't he mr abe or something had to go get them supplies and and he's got the rolex on and and uh hideo uh says something about the Rolex and they bring out the box and it's just filled with Rolexes. I love this. Yeah. It was like an underlining message here. You know, it's a quick callback to, you know, him winning that award as a newcomer. And then another guy also won that award and we see him when everything is still okay. And he's big and successful. Everyone knows his name and he has a Rolex on his wrist. Yeah. So yeah, he sees this box of Rolex and it's like, (laughs) Oh yeah. Time, time to get what was what could have been mine, you know. Uh-huh, yeah. So, <laughs> which will come into play later, which right. was which is pretty fun. We don't part. actually see him take anything, right? Because it's gonna it'll be better if we see it later. Yeah, but we, you know, I I love the um I love when I think and I think it's Hideo and I, maybe it's Mr. Yeah, I think it's Mr. Abe and they're on the top of the rooftop and they're looking down and they're and they're looking at all the zombies and all the things that they did like um. The the one woman who actually was Mr. Abe's uh, wife, she was a shopper. And so she's trying to get into the store and she keeps just kind of banging her, you know, banging her head against the door. And then we got this, this one guy, which is, which is very eerie. The guy who was a, um, he was an athlete. Uh, looks like he was probably a, a high jumper. Um, but he's jumping like ridiculously high and it's, and it's freaky looking. Right. And then what did you make of the, the one zombie that, crawled around like a spider that one was that one was that was cool but it was trippy i'm like what what the f is that you know well as um, i think you and i are both big fans of the spider walk scene and oh, the exercise oh yeah right we talk about it every now and then oh yeah i don't it just pops up it's just yeah yeah so seeing that whenever is like pretty cool like it's it's just so weird and like gross and yeah but it it was it was trippy how it just the other ones you could say okay he was an athlete she was a shopper uh, this person did this, uh, you know, who knows this person did that. Okay. They're, they're trying to do the stuff they did when they were still alive. What the fuck is the spider thing? What is that? I don't know. It was just, it was, I liked it though. I mean, there, you know, I guess maybe it's just better that there was no explanation for it, but it was, it was cool. Um, so but I mean, it doesn't, I don't, I don't think it really takes long, right. For, for them to, to, they're going to they're going to go on this little small mission because they're running out of food. Uh, I think they got like one more days of food of food left. And and there's a, a map that someone drew. Here's where all the food is. That person is dead, but we're going to we're going to go on a little mission um and we're going to try to get the food. Uh but hey man, we need your shotgun. And Hideo's, you know, he's he, you know, he's still it's funny, man. He's still like, "Oh no, it's I can't it, 
I have a license for this and it's permitted and it's illegal for me to get you know all these things and they're like man you know basically we're gonna get that we're gonna get that shotgun for you one way or another and this is where we see this you know well we see the villainy come out yeah we're gonna take the shotgun we have hiromi as a hostage so you're gonna do what we say and you're like in an impossible situation so you know we're getting the shotgun and they they get the shotgun yeah but not after before um you know putting a bolt in hiromi's head Yes, because this this entire time while while they're there, he put looked like a, a ripped piece of fabric over her eye to to hide the fact that her left eye, I think it's her left eye, you know, she's she's half zombie here, so um, you know um, that comes out because it falls down. Uh, you know, Hideo gets his ass whooped, and Hiromi gets a arrow into her head. Um, the left, I'm sorry, the right side of her head, but, but fortunately it misses her brainstem. Um, so she's, I mean, she's still alive. Uh, I mean, she's, you know, yeah. Um, and I think we see her later and I think she's like, she's got like a bandage on her head. She probably heals. We don't see this, but I'm assuming she heals too. Yeah. We have no reason to think that because all other zombies don't No, but we do see the college athlete guy, like his head is caved in. But there's no like external wound there, so it almost makes me think he does heal in a way. It's not super clear, um, but yeah, she's 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 alive. She still has a heartbeat, and that's where we actually see um, the the doctor or nurse character. I forget oh, if she was uh, a doctor. Yeah, or nurse. Uh, Sugumi, Sugumi, Sugumi. Sure, I Sugumi Oda Oda. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm trying to say it correctly. The I fact think that it's you're trying Sugumi is yeah, good. that's not bad though. I think I said yeah. that right. I like her. She's kind of a badass too with the axe. Oh yeah, you know. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of story we didn't see with her that yeah. I wish we did. You could almost do like her own story on her, you yeah. know, because she worked at a hospital and she would have been around for all that stuff mm-hmm. that was happening. Yeah, right? yeah. Um. So. Um, so yeah. So she. Uh, so they go on this. They go on this mission. But before this mission happens. We have to, we have, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of deceit and backstabbing going on just with the group because another guy gets the shotgun and now he's going to take over the group. And so uh, they go down to, to downstairs um, into this, I don't know, this is a kind of like parking garage, basement area to go find the food. And this is where it kind of reminded me of Day of the Dead a lot. Um, but um the one previous guy, the the Lura, L- 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 I, I I don't know how you pronounce his name. He he um he kind of hides off and then and then starts sabotaging this whole mission, man. Because he's not okay with you taking over whoever this other character was. Um, he starts turning on music. He starts opening gates. He just makes it almost impossible for them to survive this. Um, he's just an asshole, you know. But they do find the food. Yeah, I mean that was a good thing, but I mean most of them don't survive to eat it. This, <laughs> yeah, this guy, I I want to spend more time with them because he's like such a, like a chaotic, um, like evil or chaotic neutral character. Like he almost just seems to want to have a good time. So he steals the shotgun, and it's also it's obviously that the 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 original leader is a huge asshole, manipulative, abusive, all that stuff. So I don't really feel bad about him taking power, but it's then going into the hands of this other guy. 
who seems to have like no dis no regard for like safety or anything none at all like he gets everyone killed i forget his character's name yeah but he's also so like interesting because he just wants to have fun so there's like there's no like vindictiveness or there's no like real like allegiance to any one idea as long as he's like like entertained it's Mm -hmm. okay so i wish we had more time with this dude but he uh, you know you know we'll get get to that i mean you know he is i mean i i kind of yeah i i kind of like this character though um he's just uh i unchained kind of you know there's no no rhyme or reason to the shit he does um that's not a good thing when you're dealing with all these zombies and undead and you're in a sense trying to look out for the people that are still not infected you that's not a that's not a good recipe, right? I mean, you can't you can't have that. Um, but most of most of the people die off, right? Um, a few of them get away. Uh, we come to see them later on, but um, uh, Hideo is is um, in the meantime. Okay, so in the meantime, this this athlete guy, this high jumper, somehow jumps. I don't hundred feet in the air. I don't know how many feet it is. Maybe it's not a hundred. Maybe it's 50, 70, I don't know. Lands on top of the roof. Okay. I mean, we've seen that they have some sort of superhuman abilities or strength. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess superhuman wouldn't be right because they're no longer human. So super zombie power. I don't know. Anyways, getting technical there. But he lands on top of the roof and within a few minutes basically kills everybody. I think the only two that are still alive Sort of is Hiromi, who's of course half zombie, and uh, Sugumi. And Sugumi gets on the uh, walkie-talkie and is and is, hey, you guys, please help us. And this is I, I, I this is that struggling scene with Hideo that I think is has doomed him for the last fifteen years, right? Just second guessing everything, doesn't believe in himself. He's just he's just he may have at one point, you know, he won that. That that trophy, that newcomer trophy, fifteen years ago, but has done nothing since, and so it's just his lack of confidence, and so he's stuck in uh, a locker because he wouldn't hid, and he can hear the walkie-talkie, and he keeps playing what may happen in his head, all these different scenarios if he if he comes out of the locker because there's two zombies there, and he's played this over fifty different times, and and every single time. He doesn't survive. He dies one way or another. They get him. And so, but it's like, it's kind of like his, his moment to, I I don't know, to maybe redeem himself to shine jumps out of the locker. And this whole time that he's built this in his head, they're not even there. The zombies aren't even there. And it's like, I kind of like this because it's like for 15 years, you've been, what have you been just keeping yourself down, dragging yourself down because of, of all these things that you're almost, you're looking a million miles ahead, but, but that's not reality. You know, maybe those things just don't exist, but you've built them up so much that you've caused yourself to fell and to, and to, you know, and so, so when he jumps out of this locker and they're not there, huh? Okay. Maybe I can do this. Cause that's sometimes you just need that one step, right? You're afraid of something and, and God, I mean, you just, you've built it up so much that it's become like this humongous weight on your shoulders and you can never take that one step. And sometimes that's all you need is one step. 
And once you take that one step, you're like, you realize I could do this. And that was it, man. Jumping out of that locker was all he needed. Because after that, he kicks hell ass, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that's an excellent point. And the the movie, the whole movie in like a microcosm, because that, that one step ends up, you know, leading to him succeeding. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sorry. No, it was just really well put. Oh, thank you. I'm almost impressed. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> usually, usually I'm the one diving deep into like these. Yeah, yes, you are, yeah. man. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just was thinking about it. Um, yeah, no, it was know, good. Hey, sometimes once in a while, some sh- some good stuff comes to me. Um, but uh, we know that uh, uh, Sugumi and and Hiromi are making their way down the ladder, um, and they meet with. The a hole again. I don't know what his name. Uh, <laughs> Ura. Ura. Okay. Yeah. We're just, let's just call him Ura. Ura. Since we are, we don't okay. know that first letter. I don't know Ura. Okay. I'm okay. gonna say that wrong. Let's just say the 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 one asshole guy. The overalls guy. Yeah. The overalls guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll call him overalls. Um, it's so funny. We haven't even mentioned the fact they were calling Hideo Specs or Mister Specs. Yeah. In uh, <laughs> J- in Japan, Japanese, there's a specific like. They have their own word for like four eyes or whatever, oh. and it's Megane. Megane? Um, Megane. Oh. So they were calling him Megane or Megane san, oh. which just means like four eyes, oh. Mr. Specs, spectacles, glasses. Oh. You know, it's uh, in this case, I think it's used derogatorily, but you can also use it in like a cute way. Well, but, in, in Insidious, one of the characters' names uh, was Specs. Mm-hmm. And Darren and I were talking about that. I'm like, that's a cool. I wish I would have, you know, because, you know, I wear glasses. My, I have horrible eyes. And over the years, you know, when I was younger, more so, I would be, would get teased because that's what kids do. Um, hell, I, you know, I make jokes of it because my eyes are bad. I got thick glasses. But Specs would be a cool nickname. I can't use it, though, because we've now talked about it twice in, in, in episodes. But oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would still call you dad, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, so I just want to say when they call him like Mr. Specs, it's not used in like, oh, yeah, Mr. Whoever. It's more like four eyes or something. OK, so it's not a it's not a compliment. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's they're not giving him any respect whatsoever. Right. They think of him as more like a prisoner. So, yeah, yeah, that that translation doesn't really like hit the bill with whatever subtitles we have. You yeah. know, so I just. Yeah, yeah. I, I notice in some of the sometimes in the subtitles what what we're seeing is probably not what's actually because it's that translation of trying to figure out how to, how to, you know, how to say this and, and say English or how to put this in English that it translates to, let's say us watching it. Um, you can, you know, we've seen that in other movies. Uh, it's okay. I still understood what was happening. Um, but, uh, but we know uh, Sugumi and Hiromi meet up with this guy and he's just an asshole, you know, Hey, I'm leaving. Uh, well, I don't think we really said this, but he's also the one that split up from the group after he was like made as just like a like another pleb. And then he goes in and sabotages the entire mission. Yeah, we talked about a little bit, but yeah, yeah he said he's, he's, he's responsible for the entire people dying. Um, the decision making on the chaotic guy got everyone killed. But, you know, like, or, or, I'm sorry, or his leadership ability and like in, in a trial got everyone killed. But this guy directly got everyone killed <laughs> yes. through his like sabotaging. So I hope yeah. that clears it up a little bit. And he has no remorse. He doesn't care. No, he just as long as he's safe, he's got power. He's good. Yeah, yeah. And so um, 
they meet up with him and he's he's taught I mean he's an asshole, but the way he's talking, it kind of doesn't, and then we realize he's been bit. And so he's now turning. Um and uh I, I this is where like <laughs> we're doubting as to whether Hideo is any good with this shotgun. And and now we find out because uh, Sugumi and Hiromi are, you know, Sugumi's carrying Hiromi on uh, because she's just, she can't walk or anything. And and they're running away from this guy and and you can hear a, a, a Hideo, hey, duck, and he takes him out dude, with a, just a beautiful shot. Um, you know, typically I don't care for CGI blood, but we know why they use it because it's hard, especially in a movie like this. You got a lot of blood. How are you going to do that practically a lot, you know? And so, the, but I didn't think the CGI was that bad. I have literally zero complaints. I yeah. wasn't even going to bring it up because I don't, I didn't even feel like it was worth a talking point. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, you know me, sometimes I do. And, and, but I thought it was pretty good. I, you know, at least I'm trying to compliment it. I mean, normally in a lot of these movies, you can tell it's like, oh God, it's no, this was good. This looked good. Um, and then we got, I think we the, I, again the other character's name we got we got Mr. Rave that shows up, but I can't remember the other guy's name. The guy, the kind of rebellion guy, the guy that kind of just you know he just doesn't really he just kind of does his own thing. Um, they're all kind of they all show up in this this little this little area. It's almost like a big hallway, like a really huge hallway, almost like a parking garage hallway, and. Uh, this is kind of where they have to make their stand, right? You got zombies on each side and they're they're coming at you. And, you know, they, they do their best to help. But really, this falls on Hideo, man. This is him and his shotgun and and his skeet shooting. And I think he said he had some about a 90-something shots, you know, shells. And he made every one of them count, man. I mean, he was, you know, what, okay, so <laughs> the he goes to get bit. And he's and you think he's gotten bit, but he's got the whole uh, arm full of Rolexes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> this was good. It's really funny. What do you think? Was this just simply? Uh, this is the the. It's a status thing for me. They they're they're, they're, uh, they're so they're so expensive and and or or do you think it was simply like, hey, I'm gonna put all these on because just in case I get bit, they, do you think it was? No, man, it was a direct response to that meeting with a successful newcomer that yeah. we saw earlier in the movie. And he had a Rolex. So <laughs> I'm going to have more than him. <laughs> Cause his, but, whole, his whole arm was full of Rolexes, but Hey man, it helped him out because when he was bit, they didn't bite through, but then it was, it was holding him back though, because those are heavy and you're trying to, you're trying to, um, to handle a shotgun. Those are heavy. The kickback on those are ridiculous. So he takes all of them off and, and yeah, man, I, I, Mr. Abe, Mr. Abe doesn't survive. Um, he gets bit ironically by his wife, um, who of course was, you know, a zombie. He kills himself with an arrow. The other guy gets it. Um, this was reminiscent of uh, a couple of the zombie movies, too, where you're being attacked and you got to, like, say, 10 zombies around you. And if you if you shoot the main guy who's being attacked, the other ones will, like, die off. They didn't show it, but it was implied. Um, so we got three people left, right? This is it. This is really three, three kind of humans. I mean, Hiromi is half human, half zombie, but... This is really Hideo, you know, 
It's a, this is his moment. This is his moment of, you know, right? Mm-hmm. This is that, like, that scene in any comic book, manga, superhero movie, action movie, whatever it is. I mean, hell, horror movie, where, you know, you you do your thing and you save the day. and, and Yeah, and know. it's totally earned. Um, we've had the entire movie to build up to him using the shotgun. And we've had the entire movie of him um, being a failure or referencing being a failure and then overcoming that. And we have like a five, five minutes of celebration of him doing the thing. And it's awesome. He is just, it's, he, it's, he, is, it's, he is, is mowing everyone down Yep. with beautiful, I mean, beautiful precision. Basically right? didn't miss a shot. Sometimes he even got like two in one shot. Yeah. He's good. I love the, um, when he when he shoots the one zombie in the leg and it takes the leg off, oh, but yeah. the but yeah. the zombie is still coming, it's still and trying it's, to gum at you, dude, God. and it's like slipping on the blood and from the nub. Yeah, on the nub, and it's oh my god, this is that stuff. I love this stuff. You know, um, it's like what 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 could we do that's a little different that we haven't seen before? And these are the things that I I love, or the big the big fat almost sumo wrestler one. This huge, I mean, this this zombie looked like it was 500 pounds coming at him. And he takes a shot. I think it takes half of the head off, but it's still coming at him, lands on him. He's got to do what he can to to get from under this weight. And so, and, and I think in that process, he loses one of his shells, which of course will come to play in a couple minutes. And, but yeah, dude, it's just this montage of just, you know, it's like he takes out two on one side. He switches sides because they're coming from both ends, man. It reminded me of a video game. I don't play a lot of a, a lot of video games, but it, it had that video game feel because if if I'm playing a video game and I got and 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 I got let's say I'm playing a zombie video game and I got I got zombies coming from each side. Okay, well, okay, what do I do here? I got to come up with a plan. Okay, I'm going to take two two out on the right, two out on the left, two out on the right, two on. The, because then I'm I'm creating I'm still keeping this balance where they're not, you know, all come you know, and that's what it reminded me. I don't know if it reminded you of like a video game. It totally spanked of a video game for me. So well, he wins. He wins the game, right? He, he kills. He basically kills every single zombie, um, and is some, exhausted. Some credit to Mister Abe and the other guy and uh, Sugumi because they killed their fair share of zombies too, like a surprising amount. It almost makes you think that they could have taking care of the zombie threat they just worked on it you know like before uh hideo and Hiromi even got there right um but uh yeah he's exhausted and he's like basically collapsing right um but then you know another another one pops up <laughs> the the one unaccounted zombie that we are familiar with and that's yeah. the, the college athlete zombie with his head, you know, caved in and he just flops down into like the pile of zombie corpses. And this is the big boss. It's big boss time. Big boss time. Yeah. Yeah. And like so that. this guy's fast. He's tough. You know, he needs to like actually hit him. He's got, he's basically down to like one or two shots. He puts, puts them in and then he, <laughs> the zombie starts running and does he miss his first shot? I thought I he, think he I like, thought he hit him with the first shot. Oh, he hits him in the chest. He hits him in the chest. Okay. Hits him in the chest. Okay. And then he gets back up. He starts running back at him. And I think he gets him in the head. But he gets no, he does he get him in the head in this one? I thought he did. I thought he I know he missed once. 
I know he missed one. I he, thought he missed. Let's say once. it gets him in the head. Yeah. Boom. But there's still part of that head. Like like this is the one zombie we've seen with like its head, its brain kind of already like gone. Like it's been pushed in or something around in its skull. So he like gets back up, starts running, you know, and then starts <laughs> jumping at him. I don't know. I, is, I, I, I'm getting all this like mix, no, mixed but around. It, but but it, it sounds about right. But this, it, this, this thing song, like, takes like two or three headshots and he finally gets the last one. He saves the he, day. There's literally one shell left. One left over. He and that's has from to the, scramble to get this shell. And he gets it, of course, in the nick of time and takes, you know, takes the zombie. Yeah, out. I'm not good at recount like telling <laughs> stories. But uh, he gets it, and then we we get like the the hero shot, the 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 one that the the movie's been playing or doing the whole thing, the entire movie to do right. And we get like this like slow pan in. He puts on his hat. He's like, there's like a soft light behind him. Yes. He's like in silhouette. This is great. Yeah. Puts on the hat, and then we get the reaction shot of Hiromi, and she says hero, and it's like, whew. yeah, it's like Utingli. <laughs> this is this is a good shit. This is that. All the good shonen like anime and manga and all the best like movies do with their heroes. They got that one hero shot. We've got the all, oh, you know, it's it's right here and it nails it, dude. Yeah. I I you know, I was like laughing during the scene because it was just so, so good. You know, like it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. It's really, really good. Now it is. <laughs> it is, man. It's just very yeah, it's a very fitting ending for you know, we, his journey that, you know, we only get to see part of his journey. We don't get to see the 15 years prior, but it's leading up to this, you know? Um, and yeah, man, they hop into this, this car to drive off and, 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 uh, what's this, what's that? Well, okay. So before this, he's like introduced himself as Hideo. And I think he said twice that it's spelled with the characters that you would use for hero. Yeah. Yes. So, and then he's in the car with Hiromi and Sugumi and she gives her name. She says, my name is so-and-so. Yes. Yeah. And then she's like, well, what's your name? Because at this point he's only been known as uh, Megane, right? Mr. Yeah. Mr. Spec. Yeah. Mr. Specs. Yeah. And he says, um, my name is Hideo. Just ordinary Hideo. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, it's not a problem <laughs> for him anymore. <laughs> You know, it's, you know, he's not trying to like build himself up. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly who he is. Yeah. Boom. Second mic drop. Yeah. It's so good. I loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Nailed the ending. Perfect ending. Loved it. Just, and I loved it. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I mean, he's, he's, ha- it's this moment where he's, he's in the backseat. He's exhausted, you know, but I think he feels that sense of, you know, I don't know. I finally did something, but. Yeah, I'm just just I'm just an average guy, man. That's that's all I am, you know. Um I and you know, I'd almost disagree with that. I think but what I love is that his his acceptance of exactly who he is, right? Uh, he he's Hideo. He's he's just Hideo, man. Yeah. Knows exactly well who who he is, what he is, what he can do. I mean, he's he's proven that he can surmount like impossible odds. I don't think he needs to feel down on himself, and I think he can read it that way, but I don't. I think this is just him coming to terms with everything. And it's, yeah. you know, it almost brought a tear to my eye because of how like emotionally resonant it was for me. Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it, man. We all need that Hideo <clears throat> moment really. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. It's good shit. Yeah. No, this was a good movie. <laughs> I, it, you know, um, I, 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 you know, tr- talking about it after watching it, you know, I, I'm just going to try to ignore the whole, 
Walking Dead stuff because, you know, because there is a good movie. There's a, there's a good movie here, a good story here, too. So, you know, um, acting was very good. Special effects were good. Music, I mean, it had all the elements, man. It was, all, it was, it was, it was a good movie. Um, you know, I definitely would recommend it to someone who hasn't seen it. Um, you know, uh, I tell you, man, you know, there is a lot of, a lot of great, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to say horror movies cause we're a horror podcast, but there's a lot of great movies period in other countries that, that, that just people aren't watching. Um, you know, we've done a lot of other country horror movies and there are so many more that we can watch. And I'm excited because like I said earlier in the episode, you'd give me that post-it and there was like 10 or 12 and I, I would almost argue all of them were in a different country. And I watched the trailers for all of them and they all looked really good. They all had their different take on, on zombies. Cause, cause I was in that, like, let's do a zombie one. And you got me like 10 or 12 of them and down the road. We'll hopefully do a couple more, but man, there's a lot of, a lot of great, a lot of great movies out there that are not in the United States, <laughs> you know? So I would, I would say if you're listening to this, man, watch it, tell a friend, go, go check out other movies, man. Yeah. You know, hopefully you've already seen the movie when you're listening to this, but if you haven't, uh, it's a good ride. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So anything else that we, I think we got everything. I'm good. Yeah. Cool. Me too. All right. Hey, thanks for, uh, sitting back listening <laughs> um come back check us out uh hopefully everyone uh, stays safe out there and take care have a good one thanks again for listening make sure you tell everyone about our ear for fear podcast don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at ear for fear you can also check out our website earforfear.com there you can keep up to date on news events and episodes you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts we hope you come back and get an earful.